It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Annalise Trussell of the Health Hub Times Square in Balancholic uh, joining us. Good afternoon to Annalise. Good afternoon. And you are very welcome. Uh, questions for Annalise, please. 1850 You can text her WhatsApp uh, 0862-103-103. Now, Margaret's been on to us wondering, is there any natural way of clearing up a kidney infection? And also, is there anything you can do to re- prevent reoccurring kidney infections? Yeah, definitely. Lots of things, actually, Patricia, there that are very beneficial. But the tried and tested method that I found works the best for my customers is a combination of something called D-Manos, spelled with a capital D and then a hyphen, and then M-A-N-N-O-S-E. Actually, it's a type of a sugar, but it's the what it does is it prevents the disease-causing bacteria from being able to stick on to the lining of the bladder and the urinary tract. So if they can't stick on, they won't be able to multiply. And in actual fact, there's a lot of medical urologists now recommending D-Manos as well because it really is fantastic in terms of helping to prevent kidney infections and also to treat if you have, if you have a kidney infection. And I normally uh, combine that with um, a probiotic, something like cranbiotics is one. It's a combination of the good bacteria and cranberry extract. So if you're treating uh, a urinary tract infection or if you think something is coming on or kidney infection, you start taking um, one gram of the D-manose and one of the um, the probiotic and cranberry capsules um, after each meal. So you take them three times a day for treatment. And then once you've gotten over the, the uh, feeling of the urinary tract or the infection, you take it once a day for maintenance. And I would generally say if you get recurrent kidney infections, Stay on both of them for about three months because what you're looking to do is try and restore the good bacteria into the kidney and the urinary tract. And once that happens, they tend to be able to fight off any bad bacteria that come in. And then if you're, you know, if if you've been the person who's been on an antibiotic for three years or more for kidney infections, after the three months, you could probably drop the demanos but continue on the probiotic indefinitely. Okay, uh, Orla has a friend of hers who Orla describes as clearing her throat. It's been going on for the last few months. Now, she, Orla says when she quizzes the friend, the friend says sometimes there is phlegm there. She's a very active person. She appears in perfect health. The only thing is she's on uh, a tablet from the GP for reflux. But Orla is worried, could there be some underlying reason why somebody would constantly need to clear their throat? Yeah. And could you, uh, Annalise, recommend anything? I think a lot of people would say, Patricia, that they have what they call a postnatal drip. So there's constant mucus flowing down the back of their throat and they're swallowing a lot of mucus. Now, it's normally down to 
um, the body producing mucus in reaction to something. So it's normally an allergy and a lot of people would find iron intolerance, um, would, would find that dairy is a big one. And to be honest, I think even if you're not intolerant to dairy, sometimes even after cheese, you would find that you're kind of a little bit more mucusy in your throat. So, um, you know, the, the key here might be that it's only started happening a couple of months ago. So maybe she's just developed a little bit of hay fever and she's producing a lot of mucus in reaction to the pollen. You know, we've had a very dry summer again this year. So a lot of hay fever sufferers have been very bad again this year. Last year was shocking because it was so dry. Um, so the hay fever, obviously, you're producing mucus in reaction to the pollen. If it happens more in the winter time or when it's damp, it's likely that you've maybe got an allergy to some kind of mould. And there's a lot of moulds that live in our environment, especially in Cork as well, where a very damp valley um, type of, you know, in the valley of the, the River Lee, we get a lot of damp and moulds in Cork. So um, it could be an allergy to mould. That's very, very common. So if your symptoms are worse, in the winter and good when you go away to a dry country on holidays, it's likely to be an allergy to mould. And sometimes it can be a food intolerance. It could be maybe dairy or it could be gluten or it could be um, other different types of the eggs are very common intolerance as well. So I suppose the key is trying to figure out what's driving it, you know, what's causing the mucus production. But you could take something to dry it up if you didn't want to go to the trouble of figuring it out. Um, ivy and thyme are great as herbs that help dry up mucus. Plantago is another one that's great. That's spelled P-L-A-N-T-A-G-O, Plantago. And the Dr. Delish Clare um, blend um, for the mucotone, it's um, a blend of different herbs for the chest and for drying up mucus. That's another great one to try as well. Okay, that's the one we can vouch for. A lot of us, we all used a bottle of that one day in, in here and it, it worked it for every one of us. It does. A vile, absolutely, but it does work. Um, hi, this is Tom and Castle Hi. I have been eating two to three pieces of fruit every day and trying to increase it as recommended by the health studies. But when I manage to eat five pieces of fruit a day, I find it just runs straight through me. What fruit is best to avoid to stop this happening? So I think um, probably the best thing to do, actually, Patricia, is increase the amount of vegetables. Now, I know the guidelines are your five a day, um, which, to be honest, I think it should be your 10 a day is, is probably closer to what we need in terms of our health. But um, fruit does have a lot of sugar, and especially the fruit that we have bred nowadays, even the cherry tomatoes, they're all so sweet. Uh, apples are very sweet. Um, uh, our peaches and our nectarines and plums, there's quite a bit of sugar in them. So that might be just a little bit too much for um, for Tom, um, all of that sugar. So I think maybe if he tries to increase his vegetables instead. And ways of doing that very simply would be to have a bowl of vegetable soup at lunchtime, to make sure if you're having a sandwich, put in some salad like um, lettuce leaves, maybe a bit of cucumber, and then to increase the amount of veg at your dinner table. Um, but in terms of fruit then that would maybe be a little bit more rough on the bowel like rhubarb is is one that most people will find um and um, in fact if you're a little bit caught up and bound up or constipated rhubarb is a great one to give you a good clean out um so rhubarb and um kiwis they would they would often um promote bowel movements so maybe avoid those and go for the less sugary varieties like um berries um so if you're increasing your fruit increase the berries because they've so many other health benefits as well besides the low sugar element of it. Hi, message. Question for Annalise, please. My, I'm due my baby November 8th. I'm undecided about getting the whooping cough injection. 
What would Annalise's advice be? I suppose that's a very difficult one to answer, Patricia, um, when it comes to vaccinations, because, um, you know, for some people, they're going, they need it. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I, some of the vaccines are amazing and they save lives. Some of them possibly aren't necessary and there's lots of um, side effects to them as well. So I think if you're prone to getting whooping cough or if you have a very weak chest, it could be a good idea. And if you're not, maybe, you know, if you've never had a bad chest or cold, maybe it's something you don't need. So um, I never like to make a call on that. It's such a personal choice. Yeah, and chat to your doctor, chat to your GP. Talk to your GP. GPs probably will promote different vaccines. Um, Mm. You know, the flu vaccine, I know, is a big one as well that often are advised to pregnant women. But, you know, the the flu vaccines aren't very effective. So if you're worried about taking vaccines, maybe that's one that you mightn't need to take. The problem is, is that when you're pregnant, you can't take a lot of drugs. Mm. that you can take when you're with. So I always think if, if it's a weakness and if you're prone to something, I think it's a good idea then to get that vaccine. OK. Hi. I, I'm suffering from restless legs at night. I've, it only started since I started taking blood pressure tablets, says a listener. Well, that's an interesting one. Now, it could be a reaction to the blood pressure tablets. So I suppose the only way to know really would be to stop the blood pressure tablets for a week to see um, did the, the restless legs go away? Um, it depends on the type of blood pressure tablet as well, Patricia. Some of them are diuretics, and if that was the case, you might be losing maybe some of your electrolytes too much. So one of the things you could do is you could get um, some good quality sea salt and have a pinch, like a couple of grains of the salt on your tongue with a glass of water and do that six times a day to see does that rebalance the electrolytes in your blood. Now, I know people think salt and blood pressure, yeah. but actually it's the sodium chloride is not good for blood pressure, but a good sea salt will have magnesium in there, it'll have calcium in there, it'll have iodine in there and potassium. So there's lots of the different electrolytes in there that our bodies need to, for our nervous system function. So um, and a few grains on the tongue is definitely not going to increase your blood pressure. But if you were worried about taking salt and you really don't want to do it, you could probably get electrolytes in the pharmacy or in a health store and you can take them in droplet form or you could just take plain magnesium on its own and that's a great one for restless legs. Hi Annelise, any energy pill that you could recommend for older people who like to exercise, jog a bit as well? Uh, Would you know the name of something that would give an extra bit of energy? Yeah, I think as we get older, Patricia, we're less able to absorb B12 because we lose the, the strong, you know, our stomach acid becomes less strong in our stomachs and you need a good strong stomach acid to absorb vitamin B12. So I think as people get older, they're more likely to be B12 deficient. So a B complex that has lots of B12 in there is always a good one to take um, for energy. Uh, magnesium would be another one as well to give you a bit of energy. I know a lot of people take it at night to sleep, but magnesium actually does a few different jobs and giving us energy is one of them. So something like that might help, but needs to be taken regularly. If you want a kind of an energy burst, ginseng can be fantastic for an immediate energy kick. And you don't get that kind of jittery energy that you get from a cup of coffee or, um, you know, the caffeine buzz. But um, ginseng isn't always safe to take. So it depends on your medications. I'd call into your local health shop and check, bring in your list of medications with you just to check that it's safe for you to be taking. Okay. Hi. I get I get regular canker sores in my mouth. How can they be prevented? They're quite painful. The mouth ulcers, yeah, they're very painful. 
Um, a lot of the time, Patricia, um, it can be as a result of an allergy to sodium lauryl sulfate that's found in toothpaste. So my first recommendation for people always is to switch to a natural toothpaste that doesn't have sodium lauryl sulfate in there. It's not now one without perfumes or anything. It's one without sodium lauryl sulfate. So it's not going to foam as well as the toothpaste that you're normally used to. But don't worry about that. The foaming doesn't actually clean your teeth. It's just what we're used to. So you'll get those in a health shop. That's the first step. The second thing then might be um, if you're run down. So a good just tonic or multivitamin to kind of bring up your your, um, nutrient status again could be a good option. And then if they're very painful, one of the things that's great to take the pain out of them is something called colloidal silver. You can buy it in the health shop again. It comes as a spray. That's probably the best way to get it. And you just spray it onto the sore. And it also helps the healing of it very much. Um, And it's not dangerous to take at all. And it's perfectly safe with all all medications. So you don't need to worry about um, bringing in your list into the health shop when you're getting that one. And what's it called again? It's called colloidal silver. So colloidal means that they're tiny, tiny, tiny particles of silver suspended in water. They're so small and so light that the water molecules actually hold them up. So do you remember in the old days, Patricia, we used to have mercurochrome? Yeah. So it was mercury. It was always put onto sores to disinfect and heal them. And it did work brilliantly, except that mercury is a severe neurotoxin. So they had to yeah. stop using that. So this is silver. Silver is also a wonderful healer and a wonderful antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal agent. But it's in such tiny amounts that it's not dangerous to take into the body at all. Mary wants to know what causes a dead leg. The only medication she's on is a tablet for blood pressure. Oh, I don't know, Patricia. Is the answer to that. Generally, when I think of anything dead, it's a problem with the nerve. So it's like a trapped nerve issue. Uh, it would be quite common people would come in with sciatica and they would have no feeling or a numb feeling going down their leg. So possibly, could it be that? I think maybe a visio- visit to your physiotherapist um, is probably the best thing. And if it is both legs and if it's a, a, as a result of the medication, there's something wrong. So you need to go back to your doctor about that because that doesn't it shouldn't, that sound yeah, it shouldn't be happening. Threatening, yeah. Hi, Annalise. I'm getting very itchy skin at present. It comes up a little blotchy at times. Could it be heat rash? I do moisturise after my shower all of the time. Or could it be something that I'm eating is causing it? Yeah, it could be heat rash, Patricia. But heat rash tends to kind of come up in a whole rash over the whole body as opposed to a few little dry spots here and there. It actually is a rash. So, um... I find that sun cream, Patricia, is lethal for some people. Um, I know myself, like sun cream, I get very bad dry patches and eczema from certain sun creams. So if you're using a lot of sun cream at the moment and your skin is coming up in dry patches, it's probably the reason. Uh, The other thing to look at maybe is the moisturiser. There might be something in it that you're reacting to that's creating slight little bits of dermatitis or eczema. So I'd switch to a completely natural um, skin moisturiser uh, some of the best, one of the best one actually, and I use quite a lot, Patricia, is argan oil. I know we're used to buying it for our hair. And anybody who comes from the East laughs at us because they actually use it as salad dressing and cooking. So they can't believe we put it on our bodies. <laughs> I did but, not know that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's used mostly in food in, um, in Morocco and other, in, in other um, Eastern countries. But it is a wonderful, it's like a dry oil. So it doesn't sit on your skin and make mm. your skin really oily. It does soak in beautifully. And you can get a nice organic argan oil in the health shop or possibly even in the supermarket. And I often would put in my own drops of essential oils and I use it as a face oil and I use it as a body oil. And I think it's a great product. 
well done and finally uh, Mary says I suffer from dry eyes anything I can take one of them is very bad at the moment yeah that's very painful actually Patricia the dry eyes so I think um, I mean from a practical perspective stop looking at screens if you can for longer than 20 minutes at a time so a lot of people we see it more and more now the dry eyes because of computers and especially so many people working on a computer you're supposed to get up every 15 to 20 minutes Patricia and give your eyes a rest for three minutes that's the um, that's the health guidelines. Yeah, recommended. But um, in terms of the dry eye, there is um, the omega three fats are wonderful for uh, dry eyes. So get a very good fish oil. In actual fact, there is one that I have in the shop here that's done by a company specifically for dry eye, and it's called Optase O P T A S E, and uh, it's just a blend of different fish oils, particularly high in one that's very good for dry eye. So take that. You should notice the benefits after six to probably eight weeks on the fish oils. And in the meantime, use a natural eye drop like the Dr. Vogel do a wonderful eye drops. Um, or Otosan is another company. Get them in a health shop because, um, you know, you can pay a lot of money for the hyaluronic acid ones in the pharmacy. The health shop, they're not that expensive. OK, listen, have a lovely week and we'll chat to you again Thanks, next Monday. Patricia. Thanks for joining us. That's Annalise Drussell, nutritional therapist who works from the Health Hub Times Square in Balancholic. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.